All right. I'm going to skip the part where I keep going. Are we live? Are we live? Uh, I've moved over because I find that most of these lives start with uh, the one person or both of us going. Is it live? <laughs> I think people really like that part. Yeah, that, that, there you go. You know what? I shouldn't have skipped it. That oh, was man. that. That's kind of my typical thinking that what I think and believe is what everybody thinks and believes. You're probably on the right page on this one. I might be. It's it's good to be able to uh, connect this way. We will give an official welcome to those of you that are are joining or those of you that might be watching later. Uh, this has been uh, you know Ben and I've been talking. This has been good for us. We hope that it's been uh, been helpful for you as we uh, take this journey through Core Fifty Two together. Yeah, I think it's mainly good for us. And uh, <laughs> and hopefully, if if there's people, I know you're getting choked up. If there's other people yeah. that are. Uh, you know, kind of interested along the way, then I think that that is a bonus. It is great. great. It is good. All those things. And so uh, last week uh, we were in core three, even though I said we were in core four a hundred times. That's all right. Um, and I think the reason for that is because, of course, you know, we're always preparing for the week ahead. That's but, right. But this is legit core four. And we're talking about covenant. And something that is neat about this series is, you know, we're, we're in we're doing all these cores right these core elements of our faith and so uh, of course covenant is is one of those cores and then next week we're going to talk about holiness and it's you know we talked about this uh in the message portion where we kind of introduce th these bible words or these church words and they're kind of right. like all of these words that we just like roll right past because we all use them and sometimes we even sing them um and i think it's good that we actually take a moment and say all right what are we actually saying and what do these words actually mean? And that's right, because in the church, and it can be, you know, it can be easy to do this for, for anyone, but in the church, we kind of have our own language. Yeah. But we're so immersed in it that we don't really know it. And and sometimes, again, just use words that uh, that we don't really fully understand. And then so if we don't, you know, if we're using them, we don't have a full grasp on them. Imagine the person that's on the fringe, and then further still, the person that is, you know, completely disconnected from church, like doesn't, you know, is completely new. Uh, you know, they hear some of these words that we would use like covenant, like we're going to be talking about justification later and, right. and things like that. This kind of Christianese language. And it just seems very foreign. Yeah. Well, it, it almost becomes jargon. Yes. And man, but people are, I don't know about you. I find jargon to be uh, such a pet peeve to a point where I'm probably annoying to other people, I, I can see I've set myself up well here. <laughs> <laughs> this this is not the exclusive reason, but one of the reasons where <laughs> I I have a hard time letting that pass. When somebody uses jargon, I'm always like, what's that mean? It's like, oh, you know, like I was over to, you know, wherever over and we were getting an EIX and a whatever, one, two, three, a six time. Like, I'm like, what's that mean? I don't know yeah. what you're saying. Like, yeah. You're leaving okay. me, you're leaving me behind. Um, yeah. and I think that that's the problem with jargon is because you're, you're, I don't even know if it's that you're so familiar with it, but you're so used to saying it. Uh, you know, again, like we're doing holiness next week and, you know, we've been finding as, as we go through the elements of that, um, there's a lot to unpack there to Absolutely. a word that we just say and sing all the time. Right. And, and so what we have to understand though when we're talking about these words and like we're going to be talking about covenant today, but whether we're talking about covenants or holiness or justification or righteousness is that these are Bible words. 
And so we don't want to say them flippantly and not understand them. Right. But we want we we want to use them correctly. We right. want to understand them because they are core theologies right. that, uh, that that take us to our faith. And so, you know, one of the one of the old slogans of the Restoration Church is that we call Bible things by Bible names. Right. And you know, because I think that churches can go so far the other way. We're like, you know what? We don't want to get into jargon. We don't want to use words that that are confusing to, to newcomers and stuff. And so they were just like, well, we don't we just don't wor- use words like that. And yeah. I remember having a conversation a number of years ago with a, a pastor friend who I love and value very much. And that was what he said to me. He was just like, we just don't use those words because it's confusing for people. And I, and I just kind of said, you know, I would way rather stop and just unpack the word for a little right. bit. Because it's a Bible word. It's in there. If you're going to find the word in Scripture, then let's, then let's know what it means. So let, let's talk about the word covenant. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, today we are not going to read the passages in their entirety um, for meditation, but trust that you will take some time to read them uh, as we have in preparation for our conversation. Um, believe it or not, there is a little preparation. <laughs> There's not a lot. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of evidence. We, we do it. We, we hide it well. Yeah, the, the pre-meeting meeting is <laughs> is present. But, uh, you know, like it's, it's Genesis um, 12, 1 through 9. Uh, and then it's Romans 4 in its entirety. And then, of course, we have the passage in Galatians. And, you know, we're, we're going to talk a bit through these passages, but we didn't think that there was uh, any point in in having, you know, Dan go through the embarrassment of trying to read in front of the class. Um, so we, we, have, we have Genesis 12, and it's just kind of, it's really introducing this, Abraham covenant, right? It's not the first covenant in the Bible, but it is kind of this hinge covenant that that we talk about throughout. And it, it introduces, I guess, this whole concept. It's where we've kind of had our launching point of introducing the term covenant. Yes, and it's, you know, we, we've talked about this in different areas of Scripture. I know certainly we talked about it in verse corner, that sometimes our familiarity with the text, or if not, maybe not even so much a familiarity with the text, is a familiarity with the story. Sometimes remove some of the awe of what's going on here. Because when we look at the introduction of this covenant, you know, God is calling Abram. And we kind of think like, well, you know, it's God. And so like if God called you, you'd probably go, right? Like this is like a introduction thing. It's like, who, who is this? Because you got to remember, like, it's not like, like Abram's father, like followed. No. It's, it's not learned. Like this is brand new, brand new, Right. Like we have to, like Abraham has to leave old religion, old pagan stuff behind. And it says the Lord had said to Abram, "Go from your country, go from all your familiarity, all of your jargon, all of all this stuff." Which would have included some worship as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like leave your father's house and go, go where? Well, I'll show you. Doesn't yeah. even say, right? And then, but but I think part of what inspires the going here is the covenant itself, right? So, like verses two and three say, "I will make you into a great nation. Mm. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you." Right, and and that's that's, that's a big spot right there in the end too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, because again, 
it's hard to say. Well, I say it's hard to say what Abram was thinking. The whole thing is overwhelming. Even just the idea of conversing with the Lord in this back and forth kind of way is mind boggling. I think like almost like every three or four words, you've got like, okay, I just need a minute right, yeah, yeah. To, to digest this. And it's hard to say even to what extent Abram understood that last part where he says, okay, well, it's like your generations, he understands generational things and he understands generational family thing, but it says, you know, that the families like in, sorry, and in you, the families of earth will be blessed. Yeah. Yeah. And how far that reaches. And of course that's talking about, you know, you and I. Right. And, and so like, you got to think what, what goes next. When we look at a covenant relationship, we're establishing a covenant. You've got an agreement between two parties, but in the Bible, when we talk about covenant, what, like God has to be involved. That's why even in Christian marriage, we talk about you know right. marriage being a covenant relationship because it's not just the two spouses; like God is involved in the process as well. Right. And we're, we're talking about significant promises that cannot be broken. Right. They're they're talking about permanent promises, right? That have rewards and consequences. Right. And so you know this promise to Abram make you to a great nation. That's Israel, right? That's going to be the Jewish people, right? And, and he's going to be their God and blessing them. And then and he's going to protect them. You know, the people that bless them will be blessed. People that curse them get cursed. But then what you said, that's the, the, the ongoing of the longevity of it, the, the permanence that all people groups, everybody, like you and I, like our children, mm. our children's children, until the Lord tarries, is this in incredible, incredible thing. See, until the Lord tarries, that's more of that jargon, right? That's uh, true, it's, isn't it? Right? <laughs> it's just it's these words, true. these words we hear, right? And, and yeah, and it's, and again, it's the idea of you know the whole uh, deal with Abram and his covenant is that he's a hero of faith, but right. they're talking about uh, you know you become a hero of faith by way of faithfulness. Right. And that was an important distinction that we've been kind of working through this week too. this idea of faith uh, and belief and the relation there versus being faithful, that it, it continues, that it is ongoing. And again, that's that's kind of the whole idea of covenant, too. Right. That it's, it's a promise for today, but it's also a promise for, you know, 10 years from now and for, you know, hundred years from now and you know in abram's case millennia right and again you're talking about a high high commitment level right and that's that's what that's a lot of what is inside of a covenant right is it's this promise and then and then staying with it and we talked about this on sunday too where you know we understand that in different areas like where we talked about marriage like it's you know but even you look at the marriage covenant we're talking about like marriage is, is a pledge this person till death do us part mm. this goes beyond that right well beyond. yeah yeah which is kind of again another one of those concepts or passages uh, or three or four words in a row in a in a verse where you gotta like sit back and be okay i need a minute i need to think about that and i think that that's important not to get too way down in the willy wags um how's that for jargon that's more like bird's corner jargon. that's bird's corner jargon but like just the idea of of the importance of meditation mm -hmm. 
you know, it's like, so we've got this practice in core 52 of meditation. And now you and I are kind of doing it differently where meditation is usually more of a personal thing and we're right. kind of talking it out and praying it out. But like, I don't know, I'll just throw up my hand and be honest, like meditation is not a strong spiritual discipline of mine, generally speaking. And so it's a good thing to have, you know, this, this practice inside of these cores for me yeah. anyway, I know that you're, you know, deep and spiritual and that you meditate. That's right. And I also know that sitting quietly is not your strong suit. <laughs> oh, but, uh, I think it's funny because actually even when we talk about meditation, that can also be another word that gets thrown around like because it means something to the world right. and, and something different in the church. So let's let's kind of keep unpacking these words. The next passage that we're looking at is uh, in Romans chapter 4. In fact, it is and Romans chapter 4. It is, that's, yeah, that's right. It's, it's the whole thing, right? And we're talking about justification. That's another that's, one of those words. That's one of those words, right? So like, what do you mean? And uh, it's an oversimplification but I've always liked the the simple phrase. Well, well, you, I can tell by your face that you know what I'm going to yeah. say. What is it? Yes, as just as if I'd never sinned. Actually, I was about to quote verbatim Erdman's Bible oh, dictionary. Oh, I have Erdman's right over here. Oh, that's okay. You don't need to reference it. I'm not going <laughs> to say it. You should just know that. Man, I know you baited it. you baited me, and I took it. Right there. <laughs> so, but that's that's what this text is all about: is about justification, mm. but by faith. That it is faith that makes it that I am just as if I had never sinned. Right. right. Because of how you exist inside of that covenant. Right. And so I just want to look again just real quickly. You said the, just the very, very beginning of it. Okay. okay. It says, what then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, discovered in this matter? If, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about. Mm. Not before God. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now the focus there, and this is so much the focus of the book of uh, of Romans, and I I do my best in these guys not to get into preacher mode and to try and like unpack these, these giant things, but it's just you know, this this is the theme of the book of Romans. Yeah. Okay, is that it is it is faith. Faith is the key, faith is the core. Right, that's that's what is is our that's our part of the covenant mm. is faith, and he highlights there that if it had been because of what Abraham had done, then Abraham would have something to boast about. Right, right? it wouldn't be what God had done; it'll be what Abraham or Abraham had done. Mm -hmm. But it, what it says is that Abraham believed God, that he put his faith in God, and that's what was credited to him. As righteousness, if you look down into verse nine, I love this. It says, "Is this blessedness only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised?" And he goes on to say, "Was what? When was the blessing? Was it before he was circumcised or after?" And he says, "No, it was. It was before. Right. Right. It was. It was his belief. And I think what happens a lot of times in the church is we get very, very focused on the morality." Mm. And it's not that we shouldn't be moral people. Absolutely, we should. And look, I, I know I was guilty of this as a youth pastor, where we focus so much on the do's and don'ts of Christian living. Yes. And people get this idea that like, okay, well, um, I just have to, to do gooder and be gooder. I, you know, I remember, I think you all remember this too. I remember having a conversation with somebody in high school uh, and, the, and they had said, I believe to you, so I, I don't think that person is a very good Christian. Yeah. Like, oh, well, what, well, what does that mean? Yeah, that's kind of a hilarious well, phrase. 
who are the good Christians and the bad Christians, right? It's because what you're doing is saying, okay, well, your your levels of, of uh, well, again, goodness, your levels yeah. of salvation or righteousness or justification yeah. or whatever aren't what God has done. No. So in that case, you... I only know bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's again, it's the do thing. It's the the do's and don'ts. Can I can I get you to say that thing that you always say about the do's and don'ts? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I always used to say, if you spend all your time doing the do's, you won't have time to do the don'ts. Even if you could, you wouldn't, so you don't. Right. That's what I always yeah, used yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, I, and yeah. I've definitely used that too. And uh, you know, it's it's interesting though about that because it's not about works, and yet there's so much reference to these things that Abraham did. Yes. Right. Even that. Even in so far as you know, faith. I don't know. Uh, you're getting dicey when you look at faith as a work. Um, but like, you know, because of his faith, he did go, and he went to these weird places and did these weird things, and not even, not perfectly. Obviously, you know, he made some goofy decisions along the way, and those decisions still had consequences, even though he was God's guy. You know. Yeah, when when he when he stepped out of line, uh, that proved out. But yet it says about this one who did the works, because inside of having faith, there is works. Now it's not because of his works that he's justified, but rather it's because of his justification and his faith that works flow naturally. Of course, we talk about this in James about this whole idea of faith and deeds, and that. He says pretty clearly that faith without deeds is dead, that you, you know, I show my faith by what I do. And it's not even about a prove it to me kind of attitude. It's like a, a fig tree bears figs. That's you right. know, it, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's almost the absurdity of, of uh, going up to an apple tree and saying, you know, oh, you're an apple tree. Well, prove it. Right. Well, it's, it's right. going to prove it because it, it's going to produce apples. And if it doesn't, then it's not a useful apple tree and it becomes, yeah. you know, applewood smoked bacon. That's, hey, that's it, man. And then listen, it'd be, it's, just piggyback off that idea, it'd be the idea of going to an apple tree and expecting oranges. Mm. Why is there not oranges on this tree? Well, apple trees produce apples. That's the fruit that they produce. And say, in the same way, Faith produces acts of faith. That's right. That's just what it does. It, it, it can't help but not. Right. And so what we often say is that, like, you know, our our deeds, which might be more jargon, yeah, yeah. Our, our good works, the things that we do that come from faith, that are inspired by <laughs> our belief in Jesus and who he is and what he's done, you know, those things do not save us. Right. The, the saving's not in them. But, but the proving is, that's right. And again, it's not like an approve it thing. It's just, that's just how it is. It's just displaying. We all put on display what we are right. know, from, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, you, you will act by what you actually believe. Yes. Like you just, you know, we talk about faith and belief and, <laughs> and what's the difference. You act out what you believe. That's right. Okay. If you know, you get in the car and look at your gas gauge and you don't stop for gas. If you believe it will take you there. Right. Yeah. You, and, and again, too, it's like, I, I love, and we've talked about it before. I love that Rick Warren quote where it says, I only yes. believe the parts of the Bible that I do. 
These are the things that I do. And really, you can apply that broadly across life, right? Like I, 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 I can't help but act according to my belief. And so if you say, well, you know, like I, I believe in God and I believe that, you know, he's good and that his word is true. And, you know, even the parts about judgment and, and holiness and his expectations, and then you live that zero, I don't know, like I, you, you have to operate as though you're divorcing your faith from your belief because faith has works. That's right. It's proven. And, for, and I guess really belief does too. I don't know. Look, we understand that. And again, if we can bring it back full circle, when we talked about at the very beginning, you know, you look at the marriage covenant mm. and I can say, well, I love my wife. Okay, that's great. That's what you should do is what you should say. Right. Okay, but, but, but like if we had to prove that, if we had to go before a court of law and say, Dan says he loves his wife, where's, where's the evidence? You spend time, you, uh, you know, enjoy each other's company, you invest in each other. Like where, where's the proof? And be like, right. well, you know, I just were married. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's proved out in the way that we live right and you would look at all that as a body of work right right exactly and, and, again, and look man like i understand it's work to love your wife really truly no, <laughs> that's, 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 i'm gonna let that rabbit run yeah, yeah. But again but that, is, <laughs> that is the point uh, again of romans yes it is and it's by it's by faith that that's the key right it's not the works that do the saving no. it's not that you earn it it's 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 what it proves to be. Right. And so that kind of rounds us all down into Galatians 6. Mm -hmm. um, you Galatians know, 3, verse 6. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what core we're on. I don't know what verse we're on. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Uh, so Galatians 3, 6. And again, it just kind of puts a bow on it, right? It's just yeah. kind of all boils down to this where it says, Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, how could it be counted to him as righteousness if he believed but did not go? Right. If he believed, if, if he believes, he has to go. Right. That's right. And, and, and again, he has to go, but he, once, once you go, it's kind of like ready or not. He's, he's kind of jumped out of the airplane, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's that level of committed, okay? So it's, it's you and me till the wheels come off. You know, it's you jump out and then you're there all the way to the the natural end or landing point of that, right? You've pulled out. There is no, there's no turning back. You know, you can't be halfway, you know, you jump out of 30,000 feet. At 10,000 feet, you can't be like, you know what? This is a bad decision. I'm going back in the airplane. That's right. That's, That's just right. not, the option's not available inside of a established covenant. That's right. And so that, that belief, has elements of course of faith it's got elements of of trust and as majorly evidenced in the person of abraham is of obedience yeah big time and that's it's, not that's not always a fun word is it you know you, you think about that though like i mean think about when you when you're trying to get your kids to do something that's either good for them or maybe even this will be fun for them right mm -hmm. and maybe they're a little bit nervous about it like trying to get like jump into like water or to fall back something you know and like how do you get them to do it Right? Part of it is you take them aside and they know that you're there, they know that you love them, and you say, Trust me. Yeah. Right? And they, we step out in faith because we know that God has us in right. his hands, right? 
same way that, that your kids will take the leap because they know dad's going to catch me. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, he's he's going to be there, you know? Uh, and that's, that's, that's what our father does for us. Yeah. So true. Uh, I mean, my kids just do what I tell them to always, you know, they just that obey because that's what a super, true. super good dad <laughs> I am. You know, if you need some parenting uh, instruction, well, you know what? Maybe what we'll do is we'll, we'll do the second uh, the second section of this, and you can just kind of give parenting advice. <laughs> we'll change the genre to comedy. Uh, yeah, yeah. This this will turn from a, a tech comedy of errors of us. Then we'll do the technology. Yeah, talk. that's right. We'll do the tech the tech stuff, the parenting stuff, and then earlier, you know, we just do the marriage stuff. Let's just do it all. We can solve uh, all the problems in twenty five minutes. This is a very well-rounded show. Yeah, this is. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's a show for sure. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's devolving into it. It needs a, you know, and at this point too, you know, with all this, I mean, I think we've we've talked about some some good things and talked about covenant and all that. Um, as we are slightly pulling to sliding off the rails, uh, maybe we can redeem this whole thing uh, with prayer. And so I'm going to pray us out. Um, you okay. know, as we think about covenant and and we praise god for the covenant that we're in um i do you know appreciate you dan and thank you for having these conversations and uh taking the time to kick around some of this stuff and and meditate on it and i I, again you know i i appreciate the conversation even if it's just the conversation that we're having um it's a blessing to me and uh and i appreciate it it's my joy all right so let's let's uh pray together Our great God and Father, uh, we acknowledge your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. And God, I just thank you for the establishment of your covenant. And God, it's it's so wild to just start to read through these verses and just stop even every three or four words and think about the power of them and what they mean and the implications and how far reaching they are. That this is a covenant that was made uh, with Abraham in Genesis so long ago. And yet... Uh, that blessing that was promised is is fleshed out even today. And and we are still your people and we are a blessed people because of the promise, the covenant that you have made. Father, uh, we also understand that this is not an even covenant where uh, the two sides bear equal weight or equal parts, Lord. Um, and we just live in acknowledgement of the privilege that it is that you would even enter into covenant with us, that you would initiate covenant with us. And God, I just pray that as we uh, think about the faith of Abraham and and other heroes of the faith, Lord, that we would be inspired uh, in faithfulness, that we would uh, live out what we say we believe, that we would respond to you, uh, not just initially, but in everything, and that even as we mess up, we would return to you God, again, uh, I just thank you so much for inviting and and allowing us to be a part of the covenant with you. And we praise you for that covenant that is uh, fulfilled and realized in Jesus Christ. And it is in his powerful name that we pray and give you thanks. Amen. Amen. Awesome, Dan. Well, thanks for the chat. Absolutely. uh, We will, well, I mean, let's face it, we'll talk again later, but... We'll also talk to you like this, same time next week, Lord willing. That's another one of those. Another one, man. We can't stop ourselves. We've bookended it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Take care.